Hey friends, well today we look at Proverbs chapter 29, verses 5 through verses 11. Here's what it says. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. An evil man is ensnared in his transgression, but a righteous man sings and rejoices. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. If a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs, and there is no quiet. Bloodthirsty men hate one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. I believe there is actually quite a lot we could get from today's passage. However, there's a thread that runs through it all, which is mentioned in verse 6. And this is what I would like for us to really reflect on today. I'll read that verse again. Here's what it says. An evil man is ensnared in his transgression, but a righteous man sings and rejoices. So, as always, there are two paths. The path of the evil and the path of the righteous. And let's look at a kind of timeline, or maybe we should call it a heart line, for the wicked person in these verses. And then we'll come back to the righteous man in verse 6. Verse 5, all right, it begins with this ungodly man not singing, not rejoicing, but rather something else is coming out of his mouth. It's flattery towards his neighbor, not for their good to build him up, no, but for his own benefit. And Solomon says he, in effect, is spreading a net for his own feet. And then verse 6 says, sin catches the evil person in a trap, right? It's echoing verse 5. And then we go to verse 7. It talks about how the wicked man, he lacks understanding of justice for the poor. I suspect that is because he's consumed with his own self-centeredness. He's not worried about the poor. I mean, he's all consumed with himself. He hasn't found happiness or um, contentment in his own life. And so he's self-centered. And then in verse 8, we see the scoffer, also wicked, right? Uh, he is full of wrath, setting a city on fire. And then next, the fool, again also evil when arguing. Uh, Solomon talks about how he rages and he laughs, apparently, in place of making a good case. He, he really can't prove his point. He can't defend himself in his wickedness. And, and so he laughs and he rages on. Then on to verse 10, uh, it speaks about bloodthirsty men and how they hate the blameless and they seek the life of the upright. Then finally, the last verse in our passage, verse 11, says how the fool gives full vent, right? I mean, it seems he lets out his frustrations on the world, whoever's around him. 
So then, can you see the heart line of the wicked man in this passage? I mean, he's not a happy person, right? Not really. He's looking for happiness and and in all the wrong places. He's going about it his own way and not God's way. He's using some people and he's flattering some people and he's taking advantage of the poor. He's scoffing. He's putting some down and burning the city to get people's attention, making his statement uh, for his own agenda, destroying other people's properties. Not his own property, no. He wouldn't do that. Um, he laughs. He rages on, uh, giving full vent to his discontentment. So that's that's his heart line. And I really love the second half of verse 6. And let me go ahead and read the whole verse again so we can see the contrast this all makes. An evil man is ensnared in his transgression. But a righteous man sings and rejoices while the city is burning and COVID-19 is sweeping the globe. The righteous man sings and rejoices. So for one thing, this, this one who is righteous, this one who is rejoicing, even when the world is blowing up all around him, something has radically changed his perspective on life. It must have. Proverbs 15, 15 says, All the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. So their perspective has changed. So these cheerful of heart, they, they too are living in a broken world. They too get sick. Their loved ones get sick. They too have to go to work. They too go bankrupt. And they too die. But still yet, they have a continual feast. What on earth can do that in a person's life? What can cause the righteous to sing when uh, others are spreading evil, false gossip about them? What can keep this person smiling when he's sick or on his deathbed, or sitting in a prison cell like um, John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, or the Apostle Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament. Acts 16.25 talks about Paul and Silas when they were in chains, in prison. And here's what it says. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners. We're listening to them. What's the heart line that runs through Paul and Silas and so many believers around the globe whose homes are being burned because they proclaim Jesus as their Savior? Um, so many who are being tortured and killed on a regular basis, likely every day, because they rejoice in Jesus. Acts 5.41, again speaking to Peter, this time, uh, along with the other apostles, um, after they were beaten, it says this, Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And that's speaking of the name of Jesus. So again, 
What's the answer to Proverbs 29, verse 6? An evil man is ensnared in his transgression, but a righteous man sings and rejoices. Why is that? How can we be that person? It's because Jesus is the good news of great joy for the sinful soul. He is the one who makes us righteous and acceptable to God. He's the pearl of great price for the spiritually bankrupt. He's the great treasure worth leaving all for. He's our righteousness, our peace, victory, inheritance, our guaranteed hope, and so much more. Not only now, in this broken world, but for eternity. Father God, thank you for your word today, Lord. Thank you that because of Jesus, we can sing and we do rejoice. We have a reason to, even in a broken world. You give us insight and knowledge and awareness to be able to, to reach out and love to others all around us and not to be consumed with ourselves. So many around us, Lord, are, are confused and uh, caught up in their own agendas, uh, setting cities on fire, even uh, not allegorically, but in reality, we see that. Um, and we see both sides of this equation in our own world today, and both sides seem to be missing out on the peace that comes through your only son. Solomon talked about how bloodthirsty men hate the blameless and the upright. Solomon talked about how a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man, he waits on you and he trusts you. He knows that you are the judge and one day you will set everything right. So Father God, thank you that we can trust you and rest in you this day. And Lord, help us to share um, the good news with others as we go. And we pray that you might open their eyes to see you as beautiful as you've done for us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.